the divine feminine is it's really connecting women to their bodies and to to the sacredness of their bodies to really drop them out of their minds and to really feel just to feel whole and complete so really falling back in love with one's body and connecting to that flow and that that grace and that softness of the feminine Welcome to the My Kind Podcast, where we get to connect with beautiful and talented women who inspire us with their stories about how they've started their business or brand. We get to explore the many ways people have chosen to focus on discovering their passions and purpose in life. The stories are as endless as there are people, but there are many common threads that hold us together through this path. At My Kind, we get to emphasize the different stages of this process, both the difficult and the inspiring. Do you want to make the most out of your day, your week, in these months and this year? I know I do, but not at the expense of my happiness or time with loved ones. So let's figure out how and go on this journey together. Welcome to today's podcast. Today, we are going to listen to an interview I have with Devi Rose. This is all about her journey into the divine feminine. She is an elementary school teacher, a divine feminine mentor, and holistic life coach. She empowers women through breathwork, Ayurvedic nutrition, and self-inquiry. She nourishes others with her presence and holds a safe space for them to be fully themselves. She is currently in the process of publishing her first book of poetry, which is an intimate collection of poems that encompass her journey into the divine feminine. This is a lovely interview with a very inspired person who is in tune with her intuition and has followed it in a direction that has turned out perfectly for her. Her website is devrose.com. Her Instagram is devrose. And in this podcast, we kind of go back to the beginning of her journey where she was in school and discovers her diagnosis of Lyme disease and how that took her through the health system and into naturopathic medicine and eventually to India to discover the doshas. I was particularly interested in the three types of doshas, the vata, the pitta, and the kapha. We'll link it in the show notes, but if you want to do your own quiz on the doshas, you can go to Banyan Botanicals. I did it myself, and it's super interesting, and I've gained a few insights into some practices that I'm going to add more into my daily life. Devi is also launching a course on July 11th. She also provides other coaching calls and courses on her website. So check those out and enjoy the podcast. Devi, welcome to the My Kind Podcast. How's your day? Mm, it's going really well. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. You're welcome. So you're, one thing I'm excited about is to hear about from, from you, how you've developed your business. And, um, and personally, I've really only seen the exterior side of it from online. And so that'll be super fun. But one thing I didn't know is that, um, you are a teacher, so are you in the throes of finishing up the uh, the school season right now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd love to share with you everything, all of all of how the business has come about very organically. And yes, yes, I am in the last few weeks of the the school year, and it's been a wild ride. Um, 
with COVID this year and I'm teaching on call as a substitute this year. So it's been, it's been quite challenging to, um, to connect with students and with teachers and to be all over the place. So it's definitely um, shown me a lot about myself and has taught me a lot. Yeah. Along with the fact that I don't know when you started your, your business, but um, also you run a business as well as being a teacher. So that's no small task for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah, my business, um, it's, I've had it for about a year and a half and it's just slowly growing, but, um, it's, it's pretty amazing to be able to, to have both and wear so many different hats and I'm, I'm starting to see so many connections between the two. So it's, it's really nice to, to weave everything together and, um, the work that I do primarily with women, um, I'm also working with women in the education field to promote a deeper sense of well-being and support them with their wellness and their self-care and their sense of balance and wholeness. So it's it's really neat to be able to 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 bridge the two. Absolutely, and you know what I know some teachers, and what I hear is 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 certainly not that they you know, live a life where it's all easy breezy and you get so much time off and all those, you know, preconceived notions about what it's like to be a teacher. I, I, I haven't been one, but I certainly know a number of them and know that that does not seem to be the case. Yes, absolutely. I can tell you that almost all teachers are, are flirting with burnout. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's, it's tough to find that balance. Um, in, in the system, the way it's set up right now. And, uh, but teachers, you know, they're superheroes. I just bow down to them. The ones that go in full time, um, they just, they, they blow my mind away. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Um, I love before we really, you know, in this podcast, I really, I like to get to the point of how you decided and, and become an entrepreneur and where that, where that came from. But for me, a lot of it comes down to the backstory. And so I like to start with something fun. And one of those questions mm -hmm. I often ask is what is something you think people maybe don't know about you? Mm. Well, a lot of people don't know that I am an elementary school teacher. So maybe we'll just kind of start there. Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of where my journey started. Um, when I was 19, I, um, when I was just going to university to become a teacher, I, I had some health challenges and I was diagnosed with Lyme disease. So that really threw a wrench into my university years. And um, so I became on this intense path of, of self-healing and, and understanding myself through a holistic lens in order to, to really heal my body and replenish my energy. Right. Lyme disease is something I only know a little bit about, but as you know, being from the Okanagan, we are familiar with, with ticks and my dad mm -hmm. actually was bit at one point and ended up developing the onset of Lyme disease. So what, how did that present for you? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was, it was a lot of headaches and extreme fatigue and I, I didn't feel like myself. I was having digestive disturbances and, you know, trouble sleeping. And it, I, I had a lot of different tests done and, you know, got some CT scans and uh, tests within um, TMJ for my jaw and, and lots of different things. because I was getting some joint pain and um, it took about a year to fully get diagnosed. And, um, and then once I found out, I started seeing a naturopath in Richmond. He was fantastic. And I was actually down in Vancouver going to school at Simon Fraser University. So it worked out really well to get that support there. And, and then I started seeing many different healers um, and energy workers and Ayurvedic practitioners. And I just kind of, you know, went down the rabbit hole of, of different healing modalities, which was, you know, a blessing to, to learn all about that. What I read, and I don't know if this is true or not for you, but mm -hmm. I read that it it's a very difficult disease to to truly diagnose, and a lot of mm -hmm. doctors are hesitant to to diagnose it because because of that reason, and they don't really 
have a lot of cures for it or, or, or ways to treat it. Is that true? Yes, absolutely. It's very difficult to get a proper diagnosis and the tests are quite unreliable. Um, I actually was tested uh, using a, a test from the States because the Canadian test came back as negative. Um, so there's, it's a lot of unreliability within the testing and then Lyme disease mimics so many other different symptoms and, um, diseases that it can be really tricky to know what you got. And there's lots of different co-infections and, and other things that can, can come with, with the tick bite. So there's, yeah, it's, it, there's a lot that goes into treating it and, um, antibiotics don't always work. So there's lots of different herbs that can also be really supportive. Right. And so how did you decide when you got that, uh, test that didn't, uh, indicate it, how did you decide that you were going to investigate further? Well, actually, the, the naturopath tested both in Canada and the States. So he, he covered all the bases for me. So that was really nice. So, um, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And how did the journey of that go? You said you went to all different kinds of healers and you experienced Ayurvedic medicine. What was that? How long did it take and what was that like? Yeah, it was a good like five years, I would say. Um and it was, yeah, it was, it was extremely frightening and challenging at the time, again, being so young. And um, I had just moved to Vancouver, so I was, I, I was feeling pretty isolated at the time and not really knowing the big city. So I did, I did have a pretty good support network, but it was, it was definitely really scary and I just wanted it to go away. You know, I wanted to, to be back to normal and um, I didn't want to have to slow down because I was so used to running marathons and being extremely active and, you know, playing all the sports and partying and doing all of the things. So it definitely uh, was really frustrating at the time. And yeah. yeah, so it's it's led me into this place of uh, deep acceptance and compassion and um, love for my body because there was a time when I really didn't trust my body like it didn't feel it didn't feel safe to to really be in my body I didn't know what was happening or um, you know really what to expect and there was even a point in my life uh, where I was experiencing some fainting so it became a very scary place to be and what what do you think it was about Ayurvedic medicine that helped you turn that corner or really make the difference? Mm, yeah, great question. Well, I actually jumped on a plane and went to India. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So that was after those, those bouts of fainting when things, you know, I felt like the Lyme disease was under control, but then I started like fainting and I didn't quite know, again, what was going on with me. I was just like, what is happening? Like lots of rock bottom moments. And um, so then I kept hearing about Ayurvedic medicine. And um, I just, you know, I had to go to this place. Um, one of my friend's mother said, you need to go to this healing center in the south of India. And you need to go there for a month and just experience the medicine. So I, I ended up taking time off work and, and going there and it was just the most incredible experience. It really showed me how to slow down and how to listen to my body and how to um, calm the mind and really gave me a new perspective of life. You know, it's not just about going and being a machine and the next accomplishment. Like there's, there's so much more and there was a lot of emotional healing that needed to be done, which happened there as well. Right. And so had you, did you stay there until you felt that you had a certain amount of healing that had taken place or, um, yeah, like what was your what was your mission and how did you come back? From yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everybody is meant to be there for at least three weeks just to get the full experience. So I wanted to stay for at least three weeks and then I stayed for about another week to just explore a bit of India because I'm a traveler at heart and I love to experience different cultures and, and take in as much as I can. So I stayed for a month and... 
I was actually ready to come back. Um, there was a lot of time spent in isolation there because a lot of it was meant to be uh, to teach us how to meditate and how to, you know, turn inward to the self. So I was really craving some social time and, and uh, you know, I missed my family and friends. So I was definitely ready to come back. Um they sent us back with lots of different herbs and protocols and, and things like that. So I definitely kept up the, the clean lifestyle um, when I came back, but uh, it was good to, it was good to come home. And when you did, was it, was it difficult to find those, what they had prescribed to you here or, or was it fairly basic types of ingredients? Well, they sent me home with a lot, actually. They, they filled my suitcase with a lot of different herbs and teas and things like that. Um, but you know what? A lot of it is just like Ayurveda is just like the science of life and understanding the seasons and the rhythms. And so a lot of it is just eating seasonally, right? Finding local farmers and, and using food as medicine. It's not so much um, always herbs or tinctures or, or actual medicines. It's more just... Um, proper lifestyle and proper nutrition for for one's unique mind and body type. Oh, neat! I didn't I didn't know that actually. I kind of imagined a lot of um, certain types of teas and stuff that you would have to do every day, depending on your on your type. But there's a there's a um, I don't know if it's a wheel. There's a there's a certain number of types, right? In Ayurveda, of where you, you fit betcha. in as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Actually, yeah, there's I'm a noob when it comes to that, but I would love to know more. Sure. Yeah, I've actually um trained to be an Ayurvedic health coach since since returning from India, so I'd love to to share more about that. Um Beautiful. there's there's three different doshas and the doshas are it's the primary energetic system. They're they're energies that run through the body. And we have all three of them in our bodies but in different ratios or proportions. So there's the vata, which is the energy of air and ether. Okay. And so that's, that's the movement of the body. And that's uh, the nervous system, the brain, the spinal cord, all of the movement, the thinking, the thought, um, that type of thing is governed by the vata. And then there's the pitta, which is the fire. So that is all of the, the metabolism and all of the, the processes of transformation in the body is governed by the fire and the heat. And then there's the the kapha, which is the earth and the water. And that makes up all of the structures of the body, the bones, the skin, uh, the organs, all of the the physical structures and lubrication of the body. So each person is a little bit different and their body type is going to look different. Uh, Their mind is going to function a little bit differently. Their personality will be different and their, their tendency for disease will be will be also different based on which doshas are are more present for them right and so because I know nothing about this it makes me think (laughs) a little bit about um from 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 my perspective going back and learning about uh like psychological tendencies you've got you know all of your traits that are falling sort of somewhere on a scale and Mm -hmm. you know the way that you've developed them end up somewhere between you know your nature and your nurture and how that um, has affected you and then you you know you fall somewhere on that scale like introversion extroversion you know Mm -hmm. so I don't know anything about the vata the pita and is it the The kapha kapha Kapha. yes it's tricky it's tricky all of those Sanskrit (laughs) names (laughs) yeah I know so when you came back were you just like I have to know more about this or what did you think yeah, it just felt like it was really like woven into my cells. And it was just it was a deep it was a part of me like I knew that my life was gonna completely change. Um, and I just continued to study it. I was fascinated by it, you know, reading different books and listening to podcasts and trying different recipes and, and just using my body you know, experimenting with, with different foods all the time. I've got a very sensitive digestive system. And so always just experimenting with, with what foods I could tolerate and how I could incorporate all of the different tastes and, you know, really play in the kitchen. And, um, you know, all of these tools are, are here so we can experience radiant health, you know, like full of vitality and energy. 
Yeah, that makes me think of the um, also the blue zone people, you know, where yes. you're living in that um, just that that place where you are exerting yourself to the right degree and everything is also contributing to you and you're also contributing to your environment. Mm, I love that you bring that up. I, when I was actually in India, I was listening to a podcast about that. And when we had a talk with, with everybody in India about the blue zones of happiness and, and how simplicity is really the ultimate sophistication. And everything seems to heal itself when we go back to the basics. Yeah, so that sounds like with the, the dosha and the, the types that go with it. And once you identify that, you know, you can live healthily by eating what suits you, but also how does your lifestyle come into play with it? How do you decide, you know, like this is a lifestyle that suits me or, or does that get prescribed for you? Or how did you, um, mm. how did you navigate how you wanted to live that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I'll just go into an example. So for me personally, um, I've got a lot of the vata. So that's kind of like the air energy about me. So p vata type people, they've got a lot of like a lot of energy and they can get a little bit anxious. Like the, the energy is like the wind. It's kind of scattered and all over the place. So they don't want to be doing too many multi. They don't want to multitask too much. They kind of want to be doing like one thing at a time and they want to stay stay grounded. So it's kind of like slow and steady is really good medicine for them in their lifestyle and not doing too many tasks per day um, because they don't want to burn themselves out because they don't have a lot of fire. Whereas the, the Pitta people, they can just get shit done and they can just be going, 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 going all day long. They're like Energizer bunnies, right? Um, <laughs> I know some of those. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, you know, sometimes it's good to to, to push ourselves into go 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 but then the, the pitta people can also get a little bit aggressive and competitive right if, if they push too hard so again it's just knowing when to kind of slow down and and then the the kapha people can be you know a little bit slower so they want to increase the pace of their life they want to kind of get themselves off the couch and maybe have a cup of coffee and go for a run and and do those things that's going to make them feel more in balance and healthier whereas the the people that are a little bit anxious might want to have an afternoon nap to bring some balance to their life <laughs> right so how do you um how do you know what you are mm, there's lots of different quizzes uh, there um like out out on the internet and whatnot um, but there's also ways to just look at somebody and, and to know, even from somebody's speech and their personality, their eyes, the, the shape of their body, you can really tell. Um, yeah, so once you, once you understand the system, like it's pretty easy for me to tell what, what people are pretty easily. Um, but there's, there's definitely quizzes. If you go online, Banyan Botanicals, they've, they've got a good one. If, if listeners wanted to, to do a quiz to, to see what they, what they were. Yeah, we will, we will link to that for sure. Absolutely. So then you, you, you dove in and you, you came back and you wanted to know more about it and learn about it. How did you decide, you know, that you actually wanted to teach it or like, where did you go from coming back and just, you know, keeping mm -hmm. what? What made you decide to become a teacher in this regard as well? Mm -hmm. Great question. Yeah, so I came back and um, and then I, I was teaching actually, teaching in the school district. I had finished my teaching degree. So I was um, teaching in Surrey School District and I was doing a special ed job. So I was teaching a little bit and then I was still just researching Ayurveda um, on the side and I started doing a lot of kundalini yoga and so I got really into yoga so I started going into that yoga and breath work and um, and then again the Ayurveda was always there and then I found the Shakti school which is taught by Katie Silcox and I just immediately fell in love with her because she really embodies the divine feminine and she was just really sexy in the way she taught her podcast is actually called the gee spot and um i was just <laughs> like a, gee, a, gee. yeah yeah because ghee is clarified butter and that's yeah. a staple in ayurveda and so 
she's all about spirituality and sexuality and self-care and I just immediately was drawn to her um so yeah I I signed up and I did a year-long program with her and is she local or no she's down in the states she's in Charleston I believe yeah yeah so it was a it was a year program with 100 different women from all over the world and uh, it was just an immersive journey we had uh, live calls for three hours once a week and it was so fun to connect with like-minded souls from all over the world so you you went through (laughs) that's a pretty intense journey by the way um you know, you're, you're basically unable to continue school in a way. That's what it sounded like by by the, you know, the fact of how debilitating Lyme disease was for you. That's huge. And then going to India and taking this, you know, chance on something you, I'm assuming that you didn't know anything about at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? It was, it was about it. All of this is about a 10 year journey. So when I was really sick, that was you know, at the beginning of the 10 years. And then I definitely had a lot more strength when I was in India. And then obviously the last five years of when I've taken these courses and built my business, I've, I've definitely felt a lot more whole and complete and, and stronger in myself. And because of that, how did you realize that it was um, purposeful or meaningful to to have the opportunity to teach other people about what you know. Mm, I felt like it it was just my duty. It felt like I had to, you know, and and I wanted to so badly, you know, I couldn't keep this information. So it just, again, kind of came, came up organically. And I knew that there was so much healing that had happened for me in such a short period of time that it was possible to, to share that with other people going through similar struggles. Right. So how did that, that concept evolved, you know, in your mind? And then how did you start talking about it with people? Did you just, um, did you build the concept of a business in your own mind and then start it? Or did you start telling friends? Like, I'm always curious to know what, how people, that that, very organic beginning happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I started sharing my journey on Instagram. Um, I became a breathwork practitioner as well throughout this time and had some really profound experiences uh, through breathwork. And that's an active meditation where one lies down and breathes for 30 to 45 minutes in an active style, similar to Wim Hof style breathing. And there's a lot of emotional processing that happens and like really deep awakenings, spiritual awakenings, um, insights, intuition gets activated. Um, so I believe that, you know, through the breathwork sessions, I was having these visions of of what I knew that I had to do. It was like, you know, spirit was dropping these downloads like, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to start a website. You're going to start sharing your journey on Instagram. And you're just going to put yourself out there and say you're starting to offer sessions. And and then I, I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> did that feel so weird? Were you just like, I'm just going to type this thing and press send? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, like looking back on it, 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 yeah, it was definitely really scary. Like, I'm like, what am I doing? Who am I? You know, like there's been so many times where I'm like, how do I even write this bio? Like, it's so hard to put exact labels on what exactly I do and who I help and what is this. And um, I never thought I would be a businesswoman. Like, that was never something that was in my mind of an aspiration. You know, I thought I was going to be a a teacher forever. So, I mean, I still am a teacher, but um, it's, it's cool to, to see where everything has evolved. Yeah. And I mean, it's so funny, these, everyone that I've talked to so far has these uh, almost like a, um, a combination of some indicators that point you in a direction and then some things that happen that, you know, just opportunities that present themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, the last woman I was interviewing, she started her business because her people she knew just started asking to pay her for her cakes. Like, wow. I guess it took her a while to just realize, oh, you know, 
what do you mean you're going to pay me for it? And they would be like, can you, can I order this cake from you? And she didn't even have a business. And <laughs> it's funny how, how it just sort of happens. Oh, I love even, that. You know, just, it's so organic. So, so that's, yeah. that's really cool that that happened for you. And then once mm. that started to happen, how did you decide um, what were you, what you were going to do with it? Mm. Yeah, I, I've just been really feeling into it, like really just kind of letting it evolve again pretty organically, just trying things and seeing what works. And um, I do monthly women's circles and just really connecting with the community and seeing, you know, what they're looking for and how I could best serve and, you know, just continue to to learn and grow about myself as well and stay really inspired and then continue to share what I'm learning as, yeah. as I go. Yeah, that's super neat. And the women's circles, are these people who are just interested in learning about what you do or um, can anybody join? Yeah, absolutely. Anybody can join. Um, probably the best way to get a hold of me would be on my Instagram and then signing up uh, or my Instagram or my website, signing up for my mailing list. And I send out an email about those um, monthly and, every every few weeks I send out an email about that but I'm gonna be actually moving things pretty pretty much online and um, start to to do some online group journeys with women neat and what were you what is the name of that course that you are developing yeah it's called the nourished goddess so it's it's a deep dive into the divine feminine and we're really, I'm going to be sharing a little bit of everything that I do in this course. So there'll be some Ayurveda, there'll be some breath work, there'll be some embodiment, there'll be some self-inquiry. And we're going to be really um, looking at the four phases of the menstrual cycle and diving deep into how we can really structure our life to really support ourselves. Because as women we have different fluctuations of hormones and we're not flat lines like men. We actually go in a bell curve. And so when we can really optimize our schedules, it's, it's great for business too, to, to know when it's good to push and when to go hard and when it's good to just dial things back and rest. Um, it can be really, really supportive. Uh, the way that you said that just made me think of my uh, instruction from my doula. <laughs> yeah when to push and when not to push. <laughs> yes <gasps> oh right it's not mm -hmm. it's not so intuitive when you're just being told but when you are experiencing it you know exactly wow. what is going on I bet yes yes absolutely take a little break now. I'd love to tell you a little bit about the My Kind Discovery course. Are you thinking about changing directions in your career? Possibly you're contemplating a pivot or maybe dreaming of a side hustle. Or do you just want to try to find more time in your day to live your ideal life? Often with these types of decisions come the big questions of life. What's my purpose? How do I know what I do next will be better than what I'm doing right now? Am I worthy? So many of us feel the imposter syndrome. My Kind is launching a four-week course to help answer your burning questions and create a clear idea for your next steps. We will be diving into the process of how to go from passion to purpose by using proven self-discovery methods focused on distilling your talents, skills, and passions into a framework that can help you feel confident in your purpose. You'll receive one-on-one -on -one coaching and feedback. You'll also get a boost of inspiration and motivation by working with the other amazing women in the course looking to level up on life. Join the waitlist right now for a chance to experience the power of self-discovery at mykind.ca slash discovery. Okay, let's get back into the podcast. Um, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. um, what do you mean 
because I, I, I've read the term and I, I know what it technically means, but what do you mean by the divine feminine? Mm, Yeah. Great question. Yeah. The divine feminine is, it's really connecting women to their bodies and to, to the sacredness of their bodies to really drop them out of their minds and to really feel just to feel whole and complete. So really falling back in love with one's body and connecting to that flow and that, that grace and that softness of the feminine. Mm. Mm. That's really beautiful. I mean, those, those moments I, I, I'm imagining for myself come, you know, in, you know, when you say the flow, I, I also think of the flow state, but, mm-hmm. you know, like those, those moments when you have um, just, there's no friction really, right? Like there's no questions and you're not questioning and you're not judging. And there's just like, there's the freedom from all of those words and things that you feel a lot of the time in your mm. day. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's right. And just that internal knowing, you know, where you're not questioning, you're just fully trusting and you're, you're, it's almost like you're dripping with creativity and inspiration and you just want to share it with everybody and you want to connect. Like the feminine essence is all about really getting rooted and connected and sharing that space with, you know, with your community and supporting each other, rooting each other on. Um, from this place of wholeness and overflow. Right. You know what? I'm also thinking of another podcast interview I did and I was chatting with one of my girlfriends on it saying, Mm -hmm. how do we, how do we, how are we almost 40? And now we're just realizing that we need to stop caring about what everyone else thinks. Oh man, I know. It's, it's, it's so tricky. It's so tricky to get out of our heads and to let go of that, that judgment and that worry and that fear, you know? And so is that combination of the divine feminine, the breath work, um, you know, the, the Kundalini and, and the Ayurvedic medicine and all that, is that all meant Mm -hmm. to really just ground you in that feeling on the regular like is that supposed to just be what you feel all the time yeah well I mean we ebb and we flow right there's there's waves but there's definitely using this this medicine it's it's energy medicine too right understanding how to yeah root down and ground down into your body and activate um different different energies uh through the base of the spine that's like that kundalini energy that's the feminine the Shakti energy, um, the life force. And so when we do the breath work and when we do the, the Kundalini and the intuitive movements, we, we wake that up and you just feel so alive in your body. It's, it's really hard to explain. You really need to experience it. Um, but I found that that's been tremendous in, in giving me the insight and inspiration for my business and for my posts and just, it, it just brings out that, that radiance and that knowing, that inner knowing of what to do next. So it's, it's a mm. powerful yeah, way to be in the body versus in the mind all the time. I'd say with the Kundalini factor, I've, I've experienced it a few times. One of them, uh, I, I used to listen to one person who, um, you know, John Kabat-Zinn, I don't think I've heard of him. Who he is, but he he basically brought the um, the idea of Kundalini yoga and and certain things like that over to America. I I think it was in the eighties. I'm not sure, but um, he they termed it um, MSBR, mind based Mm. stress or meditation based stress stress reduction. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it, it's really just a version of that. And he did um, 
two two meditations that for years because i i found it very difficult to meditate on my own without anything two meditations yeah to start with mm-hmm. that were called, one was called the mountain and one was called the lake one was for sitting mm-hmm. and lying down mm-hmm. but the mountain one when i was sitting those those are the times where i've literally felt like i was floating wow. and realized okay something is happening right now I don't feel like I'm in my body anymore wow Uh, so then I kind of got addicted to those two and was like okay now I gotta find more and then but I've Mm -hmm. still struggled with doing them on my own without Mm -hmm. any kind of guidance Yes, I hear you in that. Absolutely. I, I find it hard to do even even those things alone too. It's it's always so nice to have somebody there with you to just to keep you really present and to to guide you through, you know, with their own words and, and with music and just to really set the stage. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And once you start doing it, I don't know if anybody does this, like for me, those short starting small definitely worked. But now when I think of those two meditations that I do, the lake and the mountain, those are mm-hmm. like, those are my lakes and my mountain. Like my lake is my lake. I know exactly what it looks like. Mm. Um, my mountain, I can picture it. I could draw a picture of it. Like I know exactly what that looks like, but it's yeah. really almost like a, like a, like a tool to get me there. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's so important to have those tools that we can just go back to, right? That we know the back, like the back of our hands. So what is your, when you think about your course, um, what are you looking to do for other women? Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to just supporting them to just really unwind and to just to come home to their bodies, to come home to presence, to really help to help others to to find that deep sense of presence and aliveness within their bodies and to help them give them a structure for how to organize their life so using the menstrual cycle as a blueprint for for how you run your life and how you run your business um, so there's four different phases and there's different nutrition there's different movement practices there's different exercise and breath practices that are supportive for each phase. So I think it can really help women understand how to give them more of a structure of, of flow and ease into their life. Oh, that's very cool. Okay, so there's four phases and mm-hmm. four aspects of each phase. Yes, yes. So, yeah, so we're going to go into each each phase. So there's the menstrual cycle, or there's the menstrual phase when we're bleeding, then there's the follicular phase, and then there's ovulation, and then there's a luteal phase. So there's literally four phases, and it's like a bell curve, and our energy is the same. Like our energy starts really low when we're bleeding, and then it, it slowly builds, 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 builds to ovulation, which is the peak, and then it declines as we come back down. So basically I'm going to be teaching how to structure your life, like what what your calendar is going to look like based on that. And so for example, um, you know, when I'm bleeding, I say I'm going into the womb cave and I don't schedule anything for around three or four days. And that's my time to really go inward. That's my winter. And that's when I do a lot of reflecting, journaling, meditating, sleeping, and just resting. Mm. Yeah. so it's is that does that have any relation to the moon phases absolutely yeah so we'll be aligning that with the moon phases I mean everybody's cycles are a little bit different but the yeah, yeah. yeah the bleed would be associated with the new moon the dark moon and then the ovulation would be associated with the full moon that's like the peak energy right the the brightest that's when we feel the most alive and turned on and fired up and ready to go when are you uh, launching this course? This will be launching on July 11th. July 11th. So it's yeah. in. And people can sign up online? Yeah, they can sign up on my website, DeVeeRose.com. DeVeeRose.com. Beautiful. Now, this made me think of another question. The divine feminine, is mm-hmm. there a divine male? Yeah, yeah. Um, often it's called the sacred masculine. And... 
you know what, we all have both the feminine and the masculine energies within our bodies. And there it's, it's more of an energy, right? Sort of like how we move through the day or the world. Mm -hmm. And so even as women, we have the masculine quality within us. And we, you know, we need both. It's like we need structure and we need space. Um, You know, we need flow and we also need that safe container and we need those routines and that discipline as well. Right. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So the sacred masculine. Okay. So there's equal and opposite side to that. It makes me think of my girlfriend and I, you know, have often done tarot with each other over the years Mm -hmm. and it feels like there's a lot of um factors that tie in that are very similar to that totally yeah the yin and the yang and the astrology and the tarot there's there's so much I mean I don't know tarot personally but um you know it can all be connected within all of that and pulling those cards are, are always a fun way to kind of tap into the feminine and your intuition and all of those witchy things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, So now where you're at, you're building these courses, you've moved into, you've fully moved into this as a direction for you and really dove in. What now helps you feel inspired? Mm, That's a great question. Yeah, I love looking to, you know, to others and on similar paths. I love, you know, listening to podcasts and um, connecting with other people in similar directions. And, And I'm also really inspired to bring some of this knowledge that I have into the education system. And to bring some of this, this healing and this softer feminine energy into a, a masculine system. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have so much to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's, that's a full podcast in itself. That's a whole conversation for us another day. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, it's my dream to really be able to share some of this, this well-being um, into the education system so we can have a more holistic approach yes and you know what um I've talked about this with so many people but even talking about the medical system and and treating symptoms versus prevention focus uh Mm -hmm. you know I think that if we have an opportunity to uh with any with with anybody it's it's in the younger generation to be able to not, you know, treat problems, but um, to focus on prevention. And, and a lot of what is happening right now, I feel, especially since COVID is this focus around, you know, you know, when you say the word mental health, often, Mm -hmm. often what people defer to is, is mental unhealth, right? Like, Mm -hmm. the the Mm -hmm. vision of mental health is about, is not about mental health, it's about um, what isn't working, but but mm-hmm. mental health actually, sh- I believe, should be a focus on on the regular. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Understanding the mind, right? And understanding how we can calm and soothe and, and program the mind in, in supportive ways versus just talking about everything that's wrong with it. Considering the last year, you know, a lot of people are feeling like, really what they're saying is a lot of people yes. are feeling much less um, healthy mentally mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of last year and and yes. what do you think this is going to help people do yeah well I'm I really hope that we can start connecting again because I really think that connection is so vital for mental health and you know to prevent um, these these challenges from happening we, we need to be connecting to each other so I really hope that um people are able to find those safe connections and those safe spaces where they're able to, to be themselves and to share. You know, I think that there's a lot of, you know, more counseling programs and, you know, holistic treatments and, and, and just safe spaces for women's circles for people to, to come together before, before things get to be, you know, too difficult. Yeah. And unmanageable. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you've been through quite a journey. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your story. Um, 
you know, the other thing I always wonder is, you know, there's always this, in some ways, when people start a business, there's kind of a lag of what people actually see, because those are often things that you've done and developed along the way. And then mm -hmm. what you're doing right now. So personally, how do you add learning and growth into your schedule? Yeah, yeah, it's so important to always be learning and growing. I usually try to go for a walk, um, at least, you know, about an hour a day. And I always listen to a podcast. And that's, that's something that I that I usually do. Yeah, consistently every day to, to continue to learn and grow and, and do some journaling and reflecting afterwards to try to integrate. Um, yeah, what I've been learning. Neat. There is something to be said about the Einstein walk. That is for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or yes. the shower, or the shower you run out of hot water on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much. I would love to just do a bit of a fun lightning round if that works for you, and then you can tell us about where to find you. Sure, let's do it. Okay, so if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it say and why? Hmm. I would go big or go home. <laughs> oh, that was the quote that I wrote um, in the yearbook for grade 12. And it's just always, really? always, big. yeah, go big or go home. Like just always just, just go for your dreams, you know, and just even if it seems crazy or ridiculous, go for it. And a lot of people don't know, but I'm, I'm only five one. So I'm, I'm a tiny, tiny person. When I teach the kids, they think I'm one of the students, you know, they're bigger than me in grade four. So I like that quote, because it, uh, yeah, represents my personality, even though I'm in a small body. <laughs> oh, I love it. If you could turn back time and talk to your 18 year old self, what would you tell yourself? Mm. Oh, that's a good one. I would tell her that I would just tell her to, you know, to really slow down and to enjoy, enjoy the simple things and to not worry so much about the accomplishments and just enjoy, you know, enjoy life as much as possible. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> being up that almost that, um, what is it called? like that external locus of control that, you know, mm -hmm. recognition, appreciation yes. side of life. Yeah. Just like go for, do what you love, you know, like enjoy the pleasure, like just enjoy what you love, follow your passion and literally everything will fall into place. Don't worry so much about what you think you should do next, you know? Absolutely. And I, this is, this is, I have to apologize because I've been trying to, figure out a way to word this differently. You know, that term living your best self, I don't really like it, but mm -hmm. um, just because it's misconstrued in so many ways, I think mm -hmm. nowadays, but I'm, I haven't found a way to reword this question, although I do believe at its heart, it is important um, mm -hmm. to each person. So what does living your best self mean to you? Mm, yeah, thanks for that question. And I, I understand how you feel about that too. But I love that you asked it. Yeah, living my best life is really bringing a lot of presence, just really walking with, with integrity and with presence, and following what I love and, and living in the moment and speaking my truth and and again, just never giving up on those dreams, like inch by inch moving towards those dreams every single day. Mm, I love that. Mm. Uh, my girlfriend, Cassandra, who I was mentioning before with the tarot, uh, we have this like ritual and I've known her since I was 19. So like 20 years. Amazing. <laughs> but, um, we around sometime between September and October, we start talking about our, our next like word mantra for the following year. And mm -hmm. we all pick a word together, yes. not mm -hmm. the same word, but we each pick a word and we like go back and forth and like, what about this? What about this word? What about that word? And presence is almost regularly on the list and has been my word slash oh, mantra fantastic. of the year many times. 
<laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yes, 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 yes. It's like really taking that that level of presence off the yoga mat or the meditation mat and just like bringing that into everyday life, you know, and it's, it's hard, but um, it's, it's powerful when we can start to do that. It is. And I've found that breath goes right along with it. Like I'm, I'm now experiencing not just myself, you know, taking a breath, becoming more present, but uh, like in my daily life, but also teaching my daughter how to do that. Mm, so calm so down, going to sleep, you know, lowering your energy or raising your energy. Um, mm-hmm. That's been a really interesting experience to go, okay, well, what is it doing for me? But what is she, what could it be doing for her too? And lately it's been about going to sleep, you know, wow. long, slow breaths and I'll do it for her. I'll say, breathe in with your nose and breathe out with your mouth. Yeah. And, do it. and she's two and a half. That's fantastic. Yeah. One of the, <laughs> one of the things that I like to, to teach the kids is to um, smell a flower so they can imagine they're smelling a flower. And then as they exhale, imagine that they're blowing out the candles. Ooh, I love that. And they really like to do that. It helps them with that visualization. Right. And they're so imaginative at Mm -hmm. that age. Like, yeah, I I had another friend I was interviewing saying, it's not about inspiring imagination or creativity. It's about keeping it. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. (laughs) Yeah, because they're just bursting with life. They're bursting with ideas, right? And it's like, can we hold space for them to, to keep that and to continue to, to share with us what they want to create and build? Yeah. Ah, love it. Um, mm-hmm. Fun, easy, coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. Oh, that's so funny. I made the assumption yes. that you're going to say tea. I know. It's so funny, right? Everybody thinks that, you know, a yogi and an Ayurvedic lady. And I'm like, no, no, no. I drink coffee. I eat meat. <laughs> I do all the things. <laughs> I think it's nice. all about that, that balance too, right? Yeah. Yes. How do you yes. drink your coffee? Mm, I've been doing the bulletproof coffees uh, where I blend in the, the butter and the MCT but, oil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. I've been wondering I, about that. I love it. Love it. Love it so much. It's like a, it's kind of like a coffee smoothie, <laughs> Ooh, but it's really yes. creamy and frothy and it keeps me energized for a really long time. Love it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Last one. Do you have uh, a favorite quote or mantra at the moment? Mm. The body doesn't need to be fixed, just loved. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for people to listen to this podcast because I, I'm not sure what it was. I had no idea you knew my mother but when I, I saw some of your posts, I'm not sure how even, <laughs> like we do live in the same town. So there's yes. probably some of that, but um, I just thought, oh, who is this person? I need to talk <laughs> to her. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for reaching out. Yeah, yeah, it's been great to get to know you too. Absolutely. We'll have to hang out at some point soon. Absolutely. And this podcast is such a great platform. It's so amazing to see you interviewing so many women and connecting people and just sharing your gifts and talents. Thank you. It fills me up. So it's worth it. Good. It's inspiring for sure. Thank you. Where, um, where can people find you and connect with you and sign up for your course and do all the things? Yeah, so my website is devirose.com, so D-E-V-I-E-R-O-S-E.com, and my Instagram is devi.rose, and those are probably the best platforms to, to find me. Beautiful, and your course is launching July 11th. Is there, a, is there a shutdown date for enrollment that people should enroll by, or should they just go online and check you out? yeah just go online check me out and if they want to book a a call to chat they can they can do that on the website too and I will be launching the course again in the fall I believe too so if summer doesn't work for you then you can always jump in on that in the fall too beautiful and thank you so much for sharing your journey again and you know that's 
taking all of this time and energy to go and give back. It's, it's huge. Mm, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. And yeah, it's, it's a gift and it, it feels really good to be able to share and to, to uplift and inspire others. Have you ever had a business idea you thought you could turn into a side hustle or even possibly your main gig? Or maybe you've thought about becoming an influencer, but don't know where to start. Well, friends, stay tuned for the My Kind podcast airing every Sunday evening so you can get your week off to the right start, focus on your goals and get a little inspiration to boot. We explore the world of entrepreneurship and focus on supporting women like you to achieve your goals and turn your talents into a business. Each week, we'll explore a topic related to starting or growing your business by interviewing go-getter women and holding on-the-fly workshops that you can listen to while you're cleaning, driving, or working out. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, or Anchor, and join the community on Facebook at mykind.ca and on Insta at mindkindofbusiness. See you soon! one season of recording a podcast, 21 episodes, I've had some time to take stock of what I really enjoyed about podcasting, who I really enjoyed talking to, and what I really enjoyed talking about. And ultimately, it comes down to the, ultimately, it comes back down to the fact that I really love exploring the concept of personal growth, intentional living, of personal growth and intentional living. Do you have a growth mindset focused on designing your life as you want it to be? Or in other words, to live with intention. This podcast is the creation of my personal curiosity about what it means to live a meaningful life. I believe we can all benefit from asking ourselves these questions and in turn asking these questions of others so we can learn from their experiences. When we explore ideas that challenge us to grow on a daily basis by facing head-on our impact on our own future with the aim of designing the life of our dreams, anything is possible. Let's start there. Let's take a quick break. Or as my daughter would say, I'll be back in a sec. Although that's not usually good news for me. I just want to take a minute to ask for your feedback, your questions, or any messages you have for this podcast. You can send me, you can send me your thoughts in a number. You can send me your thoughts in a number of ways. Go to the website info at mykind. Go to the website www.mykind.ca and click the contact form, or you can send it, or you can send an email to info at mykind.ca.
Or if you're a fan of voicemail messages, you can do that now too. It's www.anchor.fm slash mykind slash message. Just go to anchor.fm slash mykind slash message. You can do this right from your phone or tablet and record a message that will come straight to me. We are currently looking for questions you have about what it means to live with intention, how to have a life that feels purposeful, and what other topics and any other topics you'd like to see on our seasons, on our episodes. Connect with me one of these ways. I would love to hear from you one of these ways and add to our list of topics for the podcast. Thanks so much. Let's get back into it.